Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come from the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Dahl, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 86, season 5, episode 6, entitled Gentleman's Intermission, originally airing November 4th, 2010. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. After Avery decides that Jack's mentor relationship with Liz is a little bit too weird, Jack tries to find another mentee to not-so-great results. Meanwhile, after Kenneth accidentally stumbles across Tracy's pre-done obituary and lets Tracy see it, Tracy realizes his legacy won't be what he wants and goes out to change it. And when Jenna finds out that NBC hasn't prepared an obituary at all for her, she sets out to prove why she is definitely famous enough to have one. <laughs> That's it, yeah. And old Dick Lemon is in town because he is, well, supposedly having issues with Liz's mother and is in the big city to try to relive his youth. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a... It's kind of a weird B story, C story, because it's just like, it's only a handful of scenes, um, and it doesn't really play into any sort of larger aspect of anything. Like, it would be nice if there was some sort of parallel that it could tie into with Jack or Liz or something like that, but it's just like... Well, it ties into Liz. It's, I mean, it's Liz's storyline for the episode, because mm-hmm. since, since Jack can't be mentoring her, she needs to have more plot. Right, but I mean, her problem could be anything. It didn't have to be her dad specifically coming back into town to, you know, have a gentleman's intermission. It could literally just be anything that's a problem, and that that could be why she's not able to talk to him. It doesn't specifically have to be this. So, I don't know, it just seems kind of like a wasted uh, bit of characters. I mean, there's some funny moments out of it, um, but it's just like, it's, it's just a handful of scenes, and it's kind of meh in the end, but... Um, yeah, this is. I feel like this is a good episode in terms of like actually continuing this quote unquote story of Thirty Rock because it's it's been a few episodes where most of them are sort of either standalone or they're just like like I mean we've had the live show the Reaganing episode last week was just kind of like character development but didn't really push anything forward. Um, before that, we had the um, Let's Stay Together, which was the uh, you know Congressman Bookman. Yes, you know the racism and stuff like that. Like it, this is the one that fit with a- Avery's back on the scene. It's pushing forward that storyline with the baby uh, and things like that. So I feel like this was a, an important episode to just sort of push the plot forward again. But it's it's okay. Like there's some funny moments in it, but it's just kind of like like I know the beats of the episode in terms of like this happens, this happens, this happens. But it's like not it's not that memorable to me. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of. Uh... Eh, episode yeah not a filler but it's just like eh, not many things i mean i think the bigger the biggest joke that comes out of this that, that i've seen memed a lot is the tracy googling himself because it's i mean it's it's a fantastic joke of especially the, his interaction with liz of can i google myself in your office of course can i use your computer how else are you gonna do it like it's it's a great bit um, but if that felt really, really dated to me. Oh, it's dated by all means now. I mean, even in, I don't know, even in, what, when was this, 2010? 2010, yeah. I mean, was Google that much less known then? Well, no, but I mean, like, it was, I hadn't seen, I don't recall hearing that joke before. So, I yeah. mean, it was it was a fresh joke then. Okay. Um, 
out of context. But I mean, it's one of those jokes, like out of context, it doesn't need any context. Like you could just, I mean, that's what the screen cap is, is like three panels of Tracy saying this, Liz responding and Tracy responding. Like it's just, it's kind of like an evergreen joke. Um, Cause it's not the, the Googling isn't like the Google name isn't the joke. It's that he doesn't know that it's what it is. Like that's the joke. I don't know. No, I shouldn't have to explain the joke. I don't want to explain the joke, but. You don't I don't need know. to. I think everyone gets it. I don't think so. You seem like you stumbled a little bit. Getting no. There. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the interaction she has with her dad in the uh, singles bar, uh, which funny name was Swingles. Uh, well, I mean, it was kind of funny. Like, them just being out of touch. Both of them being so out of touch, they don't know how to actually... Like, I don't know. There's some funny moments, but... Um, I don't know. I kind of disagree that it's not a filler, because... The only really larger scale plot thread that comes out of it is Tracy gunning to win an Oscar. Because I mean, the 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 Jack looks for a new mentee storyline like that's totally self-contained to the point mm-hmm. where it doesn't really advance the plot because at the end he comes back around to oh I have to have Liz as my mentee. Spoiler alert. Jenna, I mean, Jenna's storyline is funny and but it's you know it doesn't really. I mean, unless I'm forgetting something, there's not really any more talk about... I mean, well, I guess she, she's always wanting to be famous or whatever, but yeah. in terms of, like, specifically shoring up her legacy, like, that that's, that's a self-contained plot. That's and, I mean, true. Dad can come to town any week, too, so it's just a lot of, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a lot of stuff that was pretty self-contained in, within the episode, I guess. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess, again, just looking back at the recent episodes, you know, Avery being, we haven't seen Avery for a while, we haven't heard anything about the baby, so that's continuing. That's and true, the, the that's true, the naming, the naming. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're small bits, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, this just felt like it was putting the story back in motion. Yeah. But, yeah. But not enough to give Danny one. No. Unfortunately, he didn't. I mean, there's not. There's, and where's Josh? It's a very scam. <laughs> It's a very scant crew this week. I mean, we see a little bit of the writer's room and we see Pete for one scene, but Ceree's back on the set. We haven't That's seen her right. in a while, she's too. In I think she was missing longer than Danny. Yeah. But yeah, she's in like... It's a very uh, skeleton crew this week. Um, gotta get all that money to Elizabeth Banks, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's still like... There's bits in here that I enjoy, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's an episode. It's it's all right. For, for uh, you know... Getting into the later seasons of Thirty Rock, you know, it's still not as bad as some of those season two episodes we we went through. Any other thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop in. All right. So the cold open is basically going to set up uh, Jack and Avery's storyline, and that Avery demanding uh, Jack drop Liz as his mentee. I know I'm jumping the gun a bit. But I had this made for the baby at Vermez. So she can ride the maid. It is adorable. Uh, But are we still in love with the name Charlotte? I think so. Why do you ask? Charlotte? Are you serious? Lemon went to middle school with a Charlotte who used to rub herself against a tree during recess. I want to know why you would tell Lemon. Something so personal. I know that my relationship with Lemon may seem strange, but I am her mentor. And the Donaghy mentoring experience is immersive. There need to be boundaries. That woman is your employee. No, she's more than that. 
I don't choose my mentees lightly. They have to have the drive and ambition to be worth my time, the intelligence to understand the challenges they're going to face, the humility to accept my help, and finally, a life that is a bottomless swamp of chaos. Drive, intelligence, humility, chaos. Or the acronym DICK. I'm looking for Dick, Avery. And I'm gonna take it wherever I can find it. It's been four years, Jack. Maybe it's time for Liz to graduate. Maybe it's time for you to carry this baby. Maybe you and Liz can raise it. Oh no. Crazy hormone swing. Why does everything smell like onions? <laughs> Lemon. Boundaries. Got it. We're not much favoring they maybe had to do to get that dick joke cleared because they do it yeah. twice and they're, they're, they're great jokes they're very like just subtle under the radar jokes but well I wouldn't call them subtle well that one's not so much subtle but I mean like later on he's like uh, he's like uh, I'm misquoting but it's a lot like Lemon's got the dick that I need or something like that and it's like alright <laughs> like yeah I mean it's subtle in that like if you're not quite paying attention you can kind of miss them um, but yeah I, I've never I always should say never, but like upon this rewatch, like her anger, her jealousy, whatever it is, at this lemon Jack relationship is so just sort of out of nowhere. And I guess you could just chalk it up to the pregnancy and the hormones and stuff. But like, um, I don't know. I just it comes out of nowhere, and I don't know. I just feel like it's not fully justified. So I wouldn't take it as jealousy because what she gets annoyed or upset about is. Basically, she's coming up with names for the baby, and Jack is saying we can't name the baby this because Liz Lemon has someone named Charlotte. Or, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's not really—I wouldn't say not it's jealousy, jealousy as much as why should you she know, have so much input? Right, exactly. Okay, so yeah, I think fair. I think I think it's justified from that perspective. That's fair. I mean, but the line she has of like, why would you discuss something so private? It's like baby names or that. I don't know. I, I mean, think I'm not so. I mean, the baby name is sort of thing. It's sort of like with like sex and stuff like that where you don't necessarily just I mean some people probably, I'm sure just go around and, and answer yes, but a lot of people either hold off saying until birth or you know they may not tell very many people so yeah. I mean it can be a pretty personal thing for I don't know, but I guess people, like I, I, I don't know I mean I guess if you're naming something you kind of want for me I'd want input from at least a few people just to like see how it rolls off the tongue I mean that's like, you but I the general, right, I yeah. know many people would disagree with that yeah, so no, that's fair. it just comes down to Person to person, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't say it's jealousy. Yeah. So I wouldn't say yeah. Jealousy. jealousy is probably not the right word, but yeah, that's that's a good read. Just annoying that she, or just annoyed that Liz has more influence. Yeah. Over. I mean, really. I mean, more influence than Avery because if Avery wants to name her child something, but Jack's like, no, because this. You know what I mean? Like, right. this outside this, person has yeah. more influence than the person who's carrying it. Charlotte. Although that is a really funny line. You know, Charlotte used to rub herself. <laughs> <laughs> but Charlotte Donaghy is not a good name. I don't know. It sounds like a politician to me. I just think it's it's too many syllables and not enough in the last name. It just doesn't really doesn't hit your ear right. Charlotte Donaghy hmm. doesn't sound Irish. Charlotte doesn't really sound Irish. Yeah, right, because it's not. There we go. <laughs> uh, back from the cold open, uh, we set up Tracy's storyline in that Kenneth learns uh, that there is an obituary rolling, and he has a adverse reaction to it. In here, you can see one of NBC's editing bays. Tracy Jordan, the star of TGS and numerous films, has died. Tracy no. Jordan. No, it can't be! 
I'm not done with him, Jacob. He stays on this side. Kenneth, Tracy's not dead. NBC News makes obituaries for celebrities to have them ready. They're just updating Tracy's to include his recent submarine DUI. Oh, thank goodness. Say, do you think I could get a copy of that to show Mr. Jordan? That way he can see his own funeral, just like Tom Sawyer. Well, Tom was a fella from my town we accidentally buried alive. <laughs> Funny story, after we dug him back up, he tried to kill all of us. Where do we start with the Tom Sawyer? Submarine DUI. Submarine. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an editing person in any way, but I don't imagine any editing room just has what they're working on playing out loud. You know, like you, you generally have like headphones on and you're paying very close attention. I mean, it's, it's like a Kenneth story wouldn't. Well, thing. if Kenneth couldn't hear it or see it, of then there wouldn't be right. a storyline. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll let it slide. Yeah. I think I'm I'm kind of miffed at the uh, IMDb trivia. They don't make reference to the fact that Kenneth is making a lost reference there with the whole Jacob thing. So, I mean, how many people did it? I mean, I'm sure you didn't know that it was a lost reference. No. Yeah. See, how many people now are going just. Uh, Confused, not knowing that it's a reference to Lost. IMDb, IMDb trivia, you always let us down. They definitely made sure to note that there was a goof and that the cell phone that the dad uses at the end wouldn't operate until you actually flip the... It's just, it's such a... dear. I mean, we're pedantic, but that's just like, oh, it's a level of silliness. It's like, it does not matter. But yeah. um, Yeah, I guess I had heard stories of like that where obituaries are, I guess, annually updated or oh, yeah. updated with big moments like that. Because I, I always wondered as, like, a kid, like, I was like, man, they crank these things out so fast. Like, but, I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense because, yep. you know, someone like Kobe, they were running that stuff. God, yep. it's hard to believe, man. It's been, like, six years. No, six years. Six years. It feels like six years. But, no, I mean, his death was, what, January, February? Yeah, I think. February this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so, was yeah. It was before. It was right before all the COVID stuff yeah. so eight, happened. Seven, so, I think January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's nuts. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, they were cranking that stuff out um, super quick because so, of things like they just have stuff ready to go in the pipeline. But, yeah. But I mean, I I always I also remember it from like watching wrestling because obviously there's a lot of people from the 50s and the 60s that pass away in the 90s and the 2000s and mm-hmm. they always have like obituaries ready to go to the next live show and it's like oh huh? yeah that's why they just have them ready to queue up yeah it's an interesting piece of yeah. entertainment well I mean you have to have right you have, I mean you basically have to have them ready to go right away so right that you yeah so you have to prepare <laughs> but I mean his storyline brings up an interesting thing of like. As it goes along, he he wants to quote unquote change his headline because that's he that's how he wants the perception. He's a, he doesn't want the perception of a goofball. He wants the perception of someone who actually did something. But it's like, man, how many times do you see that in like politicians and then in, in anything sort of political where the story can change almost within like a year's time or a decade's time? Of I mean, we've joked about it in recent episodes but like things like George W. Bush and Barack Obama like you know in their times they were praised or they were criticized and sort of the shift of time because of other things they've done since then or people looking back on it with certain glasses and it's like yeah maybe they weren't so good or you know maybe they weren't as bad as we and it's just like yeah I guess if you if you have the power and the ability you can change your story you can change the headline of how people perceive I mean, things like that well I mean no matter what he does unless it's something Extremely crazy. I mean, the and the you know, the Bush obituary is going to mention 
what 9-11 like mm-hmm. the the follow the following war like i mean that's what's going to mainly focus on like i'm not going to focus much on the painting other than to say like once he left the presidency <laughs> right. you know he yeah. he you know uh not kept his distance but you know what i mean like re- sort of quietly retreated out. and yeah. paint i mean you know what i mean i i think obviously the big focus will be his I, I I mean any big figure the big focus is going to be the main time when they were in the spotlight. Right. So so it'll be the election, yeah. the election results, and hanging chads and all that fun stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, nine eleven. So I mean, in some yeah. ways, yes, like your perception can be changed over time. But I mean, I don't know for, if it, if this were real, like I mean, it would just talk about Tracy's movie or you know movie and comedy career because that's what he was most right. for. You know what I mean? Especially given that it's an NBC property, they're yeah. not gonna. Yeah, him. they're going to treat him right. positive. Well, I mean, of course, winning an Oscar, if you win an Oscar, that, that would definitely be the big. So, actually, that what it comes to at the end actually would be a big focal point. Mm-hmm. But if he just say, but it's funny because though, if he just like saved a cat, like that wouldn't make his obituary. So. No, it would be a footnote, like it would right. be a small detail, but it wouldn't be a a new bullet point on his on his story. Yeah. Yeah. So, ironically, he's, he he eventually stumbles on to the much more effective <laughs> plan. Yeah, and he doesn't have to do anything except yeah. that he's already done it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in Liz's office, she gets a phone call from a familiar friend. Hello? Hey, Liz. It's your father, Dick Lemon. <sighs> Dad, you don't have to say your name every time. Telephone etiquette is important, Liz. It lets people know your race even when they can't see you. Anyway, uh, got a busy week? Not really. I was going to take this class called Cooking for One, but the teacher killed himself. Well, what about a visit? Really? That'd be great. With you and Mom here, the doorman will have to eat their words about me never having friends over. Well, it'll just be me this time, Elizabeth. Your mother isn't coming. What? You and Mom always travel together. Well, she's not coming this time. I just want to have a little fun by myself. Can't a guy have a little fun? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Your mother's home. This conversation never happened. I like the uh, the joke in there the dad has about the phone etiquette. Like you should announce who you are so people know who they're talking to. It's just like let's say that says know the race of the person oh. you're talking to. Yikes, that's not good. No, no. Yeah. So now we know where Liz Lemon gets some of her. Oh yeah, yeah. Shouldn't be too surprised on that. Traits from. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But I mean, it's sort of like a running thing too. Like at the end of the episode, he he's answering to phone Dick Lemon. <laughs> So with Kenneth showing um, Tracy his obituary and Tracy realizing he maybe hasn't done as much in the world as he would like to be remembered for positively, and Jenna learns that they're giving out obituaries. Um, they're giving out obituaries? Well, that obituaries exist. Uh, she, and she, she doesn't have one. She seeks out to see what hers looks like. Uh, we're back in Jack's office, and he explains to Liz that they can no longer be friends, and they have to go their separate ways. Hey, can I talk to you for a sec? My dad just called and... Lemon, uh, I'm sorry. If this is about a personal matter, we can't discuss it. What? Why? It's Avery. She's going to be my wife someday, and understandably, the nature of our relationship is a little confusing to her. Oh, she feels threatened. It must be my sexuality, because I am so very sexual. You like that? Uh, and maybe Avery is a little emotional these days. She's put on a considerable boob weight. She's not used to that, and sometimes she just falls over. It's stressful. But she might have a point about us. M- maybe it isn't appropriate for you to still come to me with every little problem in your life. Oh. Okay. 
Great. Fine. I'll solve my own problems. Lamo, solved it. What do you mean I don't have an obituary? I'm Jenna Maroney. I played arts and literature in the film adaptation of Trivial Pursuit. I know who you are, Miss Maroney, but you're not on the list. They only make obits for people they think are, you know, important. Like who? Kim Jong-il? I never heard of her. I should be on here. Mm, that's a that's a great joke. <laughs> that is, yeah, probably the, the, the best line of the episode for me. I played arts and literature in the yeah. movie adaptation of Trio First. Yeah, this was around that period when Hollywood was making all those board games into movies. Like yeah. Battleship was. Uh, I feel like Battleship was a success. Like it wasn't a box office success, but like it did. I think it earned its money yeah. back. It was like I remember they were supposed to do a whole bunch of mm-hmm. one. They but they did Battleship and Ouija, I think. Because they were supposed to do... I know Clue was definitely supposed to be one of them. Yeah, I think, I that's, still, I still think that's still in the works of getting it. I mean, I think they're all still really in development, but it, they've been yeah. in development for a really long time now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm holding out for the Connect Four. <laughs> and Scrabble. Shoots and ladders! <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, this episode reminded me that, like, all right, Tina Fey has kids. And I was looking into seeing like when she had her kids, because... I'm tr- I don't remember any time in the production where we see her sort of being pregnant. Like they don't mm-hmm. they don't do the tricks of like hiding her stomach. But she does have her she has her second kid in August of 2011. So we're coming up on 2011 in the production. So mm-hmm. she's gonna start showing by the end of this season. So I'm curious if they do that sort of hiding her belly trick and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be something it'll be interesting to look out for because it's not like you can do winter clothing and do too many layers yeah. to hide it like so it'd be around summertime she'll really be showing so yeah well I guess I don't know it dep- I mean she may have it would have been so if she had you said in August, August yeah. so right so I mean it means they probably would have finished production in March or April so she would have only been a pregnant would have only been pregnant That's a few true. months by the end of it so it might have been that I mean I guess we'll, we can see and find out, but yeah. it's it, you know it seems possible that she might not have been really been showing that much anyway, and then most of it was on the summer break. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll keep our eyes out. So unfortunately, Jonathan fails the test to become the new mentee, mentee for Jack. Um, which, by I want that throw pillow. I'm sure you could easily send that quote to like an Etsy thing. Oh sure, someone yeah. print it up for you. Kind of gets. I think it's just mm-hmm. so silly. Uh, but uh, Liz has a visitor at her uh, front door, an old Dick Lemon. Dad! Hi, sweetheart! Ooh. Where are your glasses? And what's with that shirt? I don't need my glasses. Uh, this is an Edward Hardy shirt, a very hip, Latino-sounding blur at Mervyn's. Said I look good in it. Dad! What are you doing? You're traveling alone? You show up here looking like you've been on spring break for 300 years? And earlier, Mom called and told me to give you a hug before your colonoscopy. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Dad, look at me. What is going on? Honey, there's no easy way to say it. Your mother and I are taking a little break. A break? After 45 years? Honey, it's complicated. We're having problems. Really? Does mom know you're having problems? Because she thinks you're at the doctor. Your mother and I don't laugh like we used to. I don't know what happened. Where has my best friend gone? Ugh, what are you talking about? You're just pretending like there's some big problems. You can come up here and 
And what? Try to pick up women? You think they won't notice that you're 80 because you took your glasses off? I will not be spoken to this way, young lady. You know what? You're not staying here during your little time out, your gentleman's intermission. Go to a hotel, or better yet, go home to mom. Fine. I don't need you. I'm meeting up with my old army buddy, Gary. Tonight we're doing a push-up, and tomorrow we're going to a bar called Swingles. <laughs> Gary's wife just died a couple of days ago, and he hasn't returned the hospital bed yet, so I can sleep there. Now, where's the door? I'm not telling. Cold. That's why you need your glasses. It's colder. It's soup. <laughs> couple things here. Yeah. First, Ashley, he doesn't look that bad, I don't think. <laughs> he looks like, I mean... Oh dear. Am I, is that what I have to look for in 40 years? Oh yeah. Oh, no, but I mean, I mean. <laughs> Hopefully, Ed Hardy's still around. God. No, but I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, some people, like, if they try to, like, quote unquote, like, dress much longer, like, they just, I mean, they really look like. Yeah, really, like, like, kind of pathetic, but, like, I know did, somehow, like, he imagines, I think he pulls it off a little I think bit. if he did, like, bright colors, it would look even worse. Yeah. But I think because he does, like, dark colors, it, yeah, that's it probably works true. for him. Uh, and yeah, but I mean, it's it's a funny detail. Like he he's wearing the shirt, but it's all it's still tucked in. Like yeah, it's, it's not you know loose or whatever. Uh, but I mean, Ed, Ed Harley is a bit of a relic of this time. I, don't, I mean, I'm yeah. sure his shirts are still around, but like you don't, they're not as tip of the tongue kind of thing anymore. I remember, uh, probably about a decade ago, we were a couple of friends and I were going down to the beach, and we stopped by this gas station to fill up and get snacks or whatever. And I remember. Like checking out, there they you know they have a little sales shit at the front counter, and it was all at Hardy designed light designed lighters, and I was like, oh, and she's like, oh, I love Ed. This lady just oh, the, the thickest accent from the south you could imagine. Oh, I love Ed Hardy. His art is so good. And I was just like, <laughs> it's 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 an acquired taste. I don't. I mean, I, was just like, I can definitely I mean, hear you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that out loud. Oh, wow. No, I would never. I mean, I'm not in nowhere. I'm not going to say it in the middle of nowhere. I'll think that. Um, I say my fancy talk from the <laughs> brain. Uh, no, 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 but I mean, it's, Ed Hardy's not. I mean, it's just a pseudonym. Like, it's not. It's, it's like, is it yes. an Italian? Oh, I don't know the. I don't know the. I feel uh, like it was an Italian the details or a European it. creator or something like that just used a pseudonym to sell things to Americans. And it worked, so can't judge him too much. He. He played the game and he won, but yeah, I just don't don't imagine Ed Hardy being too topical much anymore. Maybe my finger's not on the pulse now. <laughs> also, if the guy's wife died a couple days ago, how quickly did they plan this? Like, I'm yeah, like wondering. The morning, is this his morning period? Is he wants to go back out and find someone? Or Which I mean, fair enough. I was just wondering, like, if he was invited before, he was like, did did the did the wife give her blessing to say, oh, honey, just yeah, do whatever you want. I'm dying. That's a bit of a morbid term. I mean, I guess if she has a hospital bed, it wasn't like she went into the good night. Like, she was probably struggling for a while. Yeah. Because it doesn't look like a a normal bed. I mean, he literally says it's a hospital bed, so that means they've had probably in-home care. So, geez, Gary, what's going on, buddy? He's just ready to get out. He's He's been kept home for too long. 24 hours is enough morning. Let's go. I'm ready to... We knew it was coming. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess, yeah, in some way you... If you know it's like a terminal thing, you yeah, but yeah, that's a quick turnaround. So as Liz reaches out to Jack, despite being told no longer to do so, and getting intercepted by Avery, who 
uh, reminds her she needs to let him go. Uh, we stumble upon Tracy uh, and Jack, who's testing him to see if he can be his new mentee, as he sits under his sad spotlight, his sadness spotlight. What's wrong, Trey? Why are you sitting in your sadness spotlight? I see my NBC News obituary, Jackie D. I look like a fool in it. Well, certainly you can't be surprised that there's a lot of negative stuff about you out there. Don't you ever Google yourself? Sure, I Google myself all the time. Like when Angie's not in the mood or I'm alone in the hotel. Uh, Tracy, you do know that Googling yourself means looking yourself up on the internet. I did not know that. That explains why Liz Lemon was so cool the other day. Liz Lemon, you mind if I Google myself in your office? Sure, Tracy. Can I use your computer? How else are you going to do it? Tracy, you're someone with a lot of problems who needs constant guidance. And don't forget, I never listen. Uh, if you're open to it, I'm very good at giving advice. For example, with your open problem. Now, you've spent years creating a certain public image, but you can change that. You just have to do what Prince Hal did. Who's Prince Hal? From Henry IV. You played him in Central Park last summer? I don't know any of my lines. Everyone thought Prince Hal was a drunken wastrel. But when he became king, he transformed himself into a wise and just ruler. He changed the headline. That's what you have to do, Tracy. You know something, Jackie D? That thing I said earlier about Prince Hal got me thinking. I have to change my headline. Yes, that's what I just said. Uh, now, if I can help you... No, 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 Jackie D. I don't need your help. I'm Tracy Jordan. When I go to sleep, nothing happens in the world. He failed the test of humility. I cannot be his mentor. Well, I'd love for you to be my mentor, sir. But, unfortunately, I already have one. Stop calling me! Ah. Uh, how did Jack ever think Tracy or Jenna would ever pass a humility He test? just wants a new mentee. I guess he's just getting desperate. I mean, Kenneth, I feel like, would be the perfect new mentee. Like, he doesn't have as many problems as Tina, or Tina, as Lemon, but, like... Is his life in chaos? I mean, kind of. He's not exactly living well, I don't think. I mean, mm -hmm. he's worked, what, he says he works 19 hours a day as a page? Because he's probably got problems. I don't know. Um, he just loves television. He just loves television that much. Um, but I, I like the... I mean, it, it also could be a joke that works. Like, I could easily see Jenna saying it, too. But the, when I go to sleep, nothing in the world happens. Like, it's just... Jesus, what an <laughs> ego, man. Like, it's so funny. Uh what a place of privilege he lives in. So in the writer's room, Liz is figuring out what to do about her dad so she can't talk to Jack about it. And she may have gone to the wrong place for an answer. Okay, what would Jack tell me to do? First, he would probably explain that evolution makes men promiscuous even when they're 80, like my pathetic dad. Is your dad pathetic? Or is he maybe, on some level, admirable? Maybe his sons would respect him more as a man. Maybe they'd... Stop calling him a bald wang in front of the babysitter. I mean, can you imagine Dick Lemon at a singles bar? It makes me want to barf. Ugh, those old men that hit on you at clubs are so lame. Lame or, or heroic? Why can't they see how idiotic they look? With guys like that, I always just say, who's younger, me or your daughter? That usually creeps them out enough that they leave. That wouldn't work on me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't. No, I feel like Pete would still He's power through. He is hell. Yeah. Uh, so there's a few scenes we're coming out with uh, Jenna being tested to see if she can be the new mentee. She fails, of course, because her life is 
not chaotic enough. No, no, Jennifer, the test of intelligence. Oh, yes, sorry, yes, thank you. Um, Jennifer's because of her intelligence. Her lack um, thereof. Her lack thereof. And then there's a scene of Liz and Jack running into each other, and because of their new agreement, they have to awkwardly uh, avoid each other. Uh, but we come to the club of Swingles, where uh, Gary and Dick are doing their best to fit in, and uh, they, they find a young... Hottie? Girl. Younger lady to uh, test out their new moves on. I can't read any of this, Gary, can you? Uh, give us this third thing. Uh, hello, miss. My name is Ricky. I'm Dorothy Michaels. And you don't look stupid in that shirt at all. What do you gentlemen do? We work for the FBI. <laughs> Female body inspectors. <laughs> Tell me, was your father a donkey herder? Because that ass. No, is, no. Is, is... My father worked at Philadelphia Power and Light. It's me, your daughter, Elizabeth Lemon. Elizabeth, what are you doing? Ugh. This woman's trying to hit on her own father! No! No! Good people of Swingles, hear me out! My married 80-year-old father is taking a gentleman's intermission! That's a great name for what I'm doing! Just what are you trying to accomplish with this stunt young lady? I am trying to show you how disgusting you are! No, you're the disgusting one! Yeah! That was a terrible plan! Come on, Garrett! Let's go hit that bar with the cool rainbow flags! I think Gary and Dick might be in for a living party after all. Oh boy! Um, yeah, I thought. I mean, I thought her plan was pretty good, but that's that idea of like, you know, the perception can change the story on you. Yeah. That no, she had a good plan, but because she got called out first, she looks like the gross person. But, yes. Funny lines. We'll have this third thing yeah. on here, and uh, <laughs> this woman's trying to hit on her. Like, yeah, no. Um, but there's a another reference uh, in there of uh, Dorothy Michaels being a character that Dustin Hoffman uses for Tootsie oh. to go undercover. I need to watch Tootsie. It's been a really long time. I feel like we watched it in I, Film Appreciation, so that has been God, almost it's over 20 years ago. I've heard. It doesn't hold up great because they made it. Um, it, was, it was, they did a Broadway adaptation a couple years ago and they had to make some updates is what I heard yeah it's definitely like a product of it's time kind of movie yeah um, but uh, yeah I wonder if it bumped down the AFI top 100 list because it was on there for a while they haven't done those I feel like I feel like they used to all the time like the top 10 or the top 100 or whatever AFI yeah. this and that and I feel like it's been a while since they that'd be a fun thing like to that. do like I mean this would have been a great time for that's... it the last few months to put out more because that's e- easy to shoot remotely and mm-hmm. like Get people right. Get people to watch movies that are already uh, in the canon and yeah. easy to watch. That'd be a fun. Get on the AFI. Yeah, come on, get it together. Uh, so Tracy and Kenneth, uh, well, while Jenna is filming her new obituary, doing the uh, the narrative herself and the narration herself, uh, Kenneth and Tra- uh, Kenneth and Tracy come up with the idea to uh, make his story a little bit better and become a double hero. Um, unfortunately. It, goes a little awry. Uh, meanwhile, Jack tests uh, Avery to see if she can be a mentee, but she's well in control of her life. She fails the chaos test. Hey, what's going 
Jonah, I got a message. You wanted to see me. Yes, I know you're interviewing John Boehner later. You should know that he has very tiny hands, so... Let him hold a miniature golf scoring pencil to make him look normal. Obviously. Oh, why are you... Oh, my God. Are you trying to mentor me? All right, calm down. I am squared away, Donaghy. I get four hours of sleep a night, eat 1,200 calories a day, and my closet has been on the cover of Organized Living twice. Damn it, I knew you'd fail the test of chaos. Is it really that difficult to find someone new to mentor? It's impossible. I would never say this to her face, but Lemon is above average. She's got just the right amount of dick for me. I hear it, and I don't care. I've cast a wide net, but even the junior executives here, there's something wrong with this generation. Hey, are you Jack? Sorry I'm late. BT dubs, I gotta leave for my ironic kickball league in about 10. Also, I'm not interested in this position unless I'm gonna be constantly praised. And I won't cut my hair. Already the millennials jokes. The millennials. They were a little ahead of the game, I think. I was say, because they certainly... Yeah, because, I mean, you hear those kind of things still said all the time, and that, mm-hmm. that was 10 years ago, so get new material. Yeah. But uh, thankfully the millennials jokes were almost all out of the way, and the Zoomers are the new punchline but even still they're not good they're terrible punchlines <sighs> anyway i keep meaning to bring this up but we kind of forgot we skipped the scene where he was mentioned but uh um jenna mentions mark cuban and that triggered something in my brain he's like all right he's on that show shark tank when did that start <laughs> that started around 2010 around this time i think maybe 2009 but around mm-hmm. this time and I was like, oh, cool. And then I looked a little bit more into it. And I didn't realize, I mean, I should have expected, but I didn't realize it was a American rendition of a show that already existed. Mm-hmm. But Dragon's it started, Den. yeah, Dragon's Den. And um, uh, I think it originally launched in Japan, actually, in 2001. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, I knew there was a British version that was before that. That was, that was the one I was talking about. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a... Yeah, it was the program originally in 2001 in Japan, known as the Tigers of Money, or the Mani ah. no Tora. Um, and yeah, so that sort of pushed it into another limelight in 2005. It was in Dragon's Den in the UK and then Shark Tank a few years later. I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. So this show's been around essentially 20 years now. And, My goodness. Uh, well, I mean, the American version is only 10 years, but the yes. premise alone is consistent. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember that being on, like, when I worked, like, waiter jobs, I was just, like, they would always just have, like, reality shows. and yeah. It's a good background show. It's, uh, yeah, but the, I don't think that qualifies as a good show. Like, I mean, there was always those, like, bar rescues and, like... I'm saying it's... Know, I, I think it's, it's better it's than those. With, I mean, it's, like, it's the same as, like, those home and garden and yeah. home improvement. Like, everyone's like, oh, they're just good background shows. So is music. Just put music on. Okay. You, you can do more than one thing. Sometimes you can put music on. Sometimes you can put a TV show on. Yeah, but I mean, I don't... But a quali- but the TV has so much more going into it in terms of its production that it's like, is it good or is it just like visual? I don't know. It's just... It's, I don't think... It's good background is a good quality. But I mean, Shark Tank is also a good... I mean, a show if you pay attention to. I mean, it's... You know what I mean? Like, I think there are some background shows like, I don't know, like whatever TLC nonsense, like 90 Day Fiance, whatever, all that stuff. That like... Those are background shows too, but it's like... If you like directly pay attention, like really pay attention to a show, like it's... I mean... Well, I mean, obviously you get more out of it than if you're only seeing the background, but it's like it's not necessarily like... I don't know, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're interested, that good. Whereas Shark Tank, I think if you just straightforward watch it and pay attention to an episode of television. Like, I mean, it's you know, it's pretty compelling. Like, you have a person pitching an idea, and I can. You know. But I mean, it's also a little bit niche enough that, like, if you're not interested in that idea of pitching shows or 
you know, stocks or not stocks, but like stakes and things like that, then it's just like, well, I don't really care. Well, right, but that's well, right, obviously. But then the point is like, but as you're watching, you're saying like, oh, is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? If I were an investor, would I, you know what I mean? Like there's a component where you think about it too. So Mm, I don't know. I guess. There's much worse out there, I guess. I mean, I haven't, it's been a really long time since I've seen it. I mean, I'm not a huge reality person anyway, so I'm sort of coming with a bit of a biased uh, eye to it. But um, yeah, I just... I'm not much of a I wouldn't take reality it person. I've just been in the entire back catalog of RuPaul's Drag Race. Right, I mean, that's the, the first reality show I've literally yeah. watched in probably 15 years. I just, I mean, because even while we're watching it, I'm like, oh my God, this is insufferable because they're creating the drama. They're editing it to yeah. make it more dramatic than it probably was. And it's just like, this isn't real reality. Like they're, I mean, especially in season five, like we're watching this storyline that could have been wrapped up in five minutes but they're stretching it out over at least three or four episodes and it's just like I can't believe reality I know I know I know but that's the reason I hate reality TV is because it's not reality it's staged reality and it's always think of it as a competition show not a reality show they don't do much in the competitions either like they they edit that to make it way more dramatic and way more <gasps> they're never going to be able to do this. And of course, every time they've done that, they always come out looking good. Except for like, I think in like season one, um, Rebecca Glasscock, her dance moves weren't super great in the video they were doing. And they showcased that she wasn't great in it. Neither were like, her raps. She still looked like they still did the best with what they had. And it still looked good. Yeah. But I mean, like they're never going to show the really rough cut. They're only going to show that to hype up the drama. So that you come back well, after the next commercial break. I'd say during there have been snatch games that have been real, That's, real rough but again, performances. Like, but they still edit it and they do that little symbol crash sound and then they hold like especially like when RuPaul's doing like she's when they're when she when they have the challenges and she's going around she's talking to them individually and she's like so who are you going to be Marilyn Monroe and then they do like the pause where it's like they're only focusing on one person. So it looks like there's an awkward pause, but it easily could be the other yes. person talking and they're not filming them or showing their vocals so it makes it look like it's an awkward pause. And it's just like when you see through the cracks of it, I mean, it, it it's like, why the fuck do you watch anything? You're just not It's making, not seeing through the cracks of it. The whole, that, that's editing for tone to say, oh, this is, this, this know, is not going to go know, well. But I mean, I'm just saying... So it doesn't, you, I mean, but it doesn't really seeing, matter. I, I've not looked at the cracks, but I'm saying like when you peek behind the curtain too much and you know that they're doing it to build suspense and the build drama, but it's not genuine. It's like, well, then you're no fun to watch anything with. And I get that. I'm no fun to watch anything with. But it's still like, I don't know. It just takes you out of it. And it's just like, well, why, this why is some real, uh revelatory stuff that you're pointing out so good job you're very well i'm happy to be here (laughs) Uh, so while tracy and kenneth set in motion their plan to hurt slash rescue the hero cat who saved its owner by dialing 911 on the phone um and jenna ends up saving the day um we come back to jack's office and avery's there and decides that their little office friendship can uh, can continue because she sees how much Jack needs Liz and Liz needs Jack as well. You wanted to see me? Uh, no, Lemon. I did. Albino Ninja! Look, I never should have interfered with um, whatever this is. Work husband slash uncle. Coworker slash little brother. Right, well, she's not ready to move on. It's true. I'm wearing a Dwayne Reed bag as underwear today. Oh, right. And for whatever reason, he needs you too. It's a symbiotic relationship. 
I'm a mighty great white shark, Lemon, and you are a remora clinging to me with your suction cup head. I give you a free ride, and in exchange, you, uh, eat my parasites. I'm gonna leave you two alone. I already briefed him on your problem. The gentleman's intermission, yes. Uh, Lemon, does your father have a cell phone? Yes. Jack is back! If anyone can talk sense into my dad, it's you. Oh, no. I'm not gonna talk sense into anybody. Your father's being irrational and irrational behavior doesn't respond to rationality. It responds to fear. Hello? Yeah, is this Dick Lemon? This is he. Who's calling? I'm Trisha's boyfriend, you scumbag. She told me what happened when you was last night. Now I'm going to come and find you, and I'm going to kick your ass so hard, you're going to be throwing up my toenails. No, 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 no. There's been a mistake. Uh, I did not do anything with anyone last night. Certainly not a Trisha. Oh, now you're telling me my Trisha's not good enough for you? She's an angel! I tell you what, I'm getting my brothers, and we're coming over there, and we're going to kick your uh -huh. ass so Dick Lemon speaking. How dare you hang up on me? I'm a corrupt cop. My brother's a corrupt fireman. He's gonna set you on fire, and I am not gonna investigate it. I won't be necessary. I'm leaving for Philadelphia today. Dick, listen. You should tell me you're married. I know men are meant to be promiscuous because of evolution, but you made a commitment to a woman you love. I do. I do love her. Yeah, that's right. You're a lucky man, A, because you have a family, and B, because I have not curb-stomped you in front of your grandchildren. Actually, I don't have grandchildren. Why not? Trisha told me you have a 40-year-old daughter. What's wrong with her? Okay. I gotta go. I'm taking Trisha to Laser Zeppelin. You take care now. Go next. Can I show you a weird thing on my leg? Yeah. That's gotta be removed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a fun little reaction. Yeah, so Dick Lemon's headed back to Philadelphia. We didn't really get to see or hear about an old Dick party. An old Dick party. Or a lemon party, rather. But that is uh, Gentleman's Intermission. Uh, the, the credit scene is a continuation of Liz sort of... Um, well, not sort of, but Liz poo-pooing all of the name recommendations that Jack and Avery have thought up so far and there's even a little snide remark about herself and the Tina joke um, so funny little bits there <laughs> we all laugh um, any other final thoughts on uh, Gentleman's Intermission maybe the way Tina Fey announces colonoscopy and colonoscopy colonoscopy I've never heard anyone pronounce it that way so I don't know if it's a Philadelphia thing or a Tina Fey thing, I don't know. Maybe she doesn't like saying the word colon. So she says it, Colin. I mean... Have to get my Colin checked out. my Colin checked out. My what? Is that your, is that your son? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Final thoughts on gentlemen's intimation. Yeah. I mean, it's like you said, like, it just... Jenna's and Tracy's... I mean, Tracy's story continues his whole Oscar thing, and... Uh, there is a, a really good bit with the anchor. I can't think of her name right now. Oh, uh, Ann, Ann Curry. Ann Curry, where she says, I don't want to editorialize. <laughs> um, but if he doesn't win the Oscar, it's like something along the lines of, like, it would be a really stupid decision or something <laughs> like that. Um, like, yeah, that. That's a pretty funny line. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, Jenna's storyline just sort of. But okay, so what do you think? Her, like, actually grabbing the fire extinguisher and conking the wannabe cat killers like what 
it it's almost seems out of character because you know what I mean. Like if if we knew in advance she explicitly was going to do it because she wanted something for her obituary, like it would make sense. But it's like she doesn't realize it really until after the fact. Because her first thought is, "Oh, cats don't need to be killed," which is like well, strangely out of character. You for don't her. kill cats unless it's for a hat, right? So right. yeah. If the cat was going to be harmed, any other reason but that, yeah. she's a hero. No, I get that, but yeah. it's still a I little... Mean, it's, it's, it, a, it, it's it's more like just constructed for her, I guess, to to, beat the to do that and then get the revelation for... Yeah. There, there's her storyline. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, a little, it's a little yeah. uh, bloated or, or, or... Convoluted. Yeah, to get her to that revelation, but... Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's funny because, like, the fire extinguisher looks already so fake anyway, but then they do a good job of the sound effects of crushing Kenneth's skull and when she drops it there feels like there's a weight to it but um poor Kenneth <laughs> no one helps him I'm injured but I mean it's funny because all he doesn't dress up except he just puts on a ski mask he still yeah. has his page ID like they could easily identify who this person is and well you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> suspension of disbelief and things like that but uh and things like things like that, that. you know uh, but that's Gentleman's Intermission. As always, thank you for joining us on Go Today. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you next week in Episode 87, Season 5, Episode 7, entitled Brooklyn Without Limits, wherein Liz gets a fancy new set of jeans from a supposedly liberal store, but then she learns that they are not quite so forward-thinking. And she must come to the moral and ethical decision to keep shopping there or to not. I bet she's going to keep shopping there. I guess we'll have to tune and see, tune in and see what she does. As always, uh, David, take us out. See you next time. Uh, Claire? Claire. Joanne. Okay. Well, I look forward to visiting her and her wife on their farm. Jacqueline? Like, named after you, like a little Jack, but with boobs? Hi, I'm Daphne Donaghy. I saw a turtle! Kylie, great. She can strip her way through community college. Come on. Oh, I don't know about Christina, because then everyone calls her Tina, and every Tina I've known is a real judgmental bitch. I'm Jenna Maroney. I played arts and literature in the film adaptation of Trivial Pursuit.